podcast i'm jacob birch eric steven are you there i am so uh i should really start hitting the record button once we start and then just edit it down and we can like send out the unedited or the edited out bits as a uh i don't know patreon reward or something if we ever had a patreon if people ever wanted to pay us uh because i signed on and the first thing you said to me was this team is bad jacob yeah. Like not not hello. It was it was I'm like hi Eric and before I could complete that sentence it was this team is bad. We uh, th- I'm trying to think so we recorded early last week. It was a Monday. Monday, night, yeah. And they it's Tuesday this week and they've won one game since we recorded last. <laughs> but what a game. So, yeah. What a memory. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's uh I don't know, like just they just it's they just find new like well it's not new ways because it's almost the same every time um you know it's it was different for a little yeah. bit right it was like uh, the heartbreaking 14 inning game and then the blowout and the kind of boring game now that yeah they're now it's just these like the offense is sputtering the yeah. starting pitching is average okay. at best yeah. yeah like and then and then uh and then the bullpen comes in and gives up some insurance runs. And, and then, like... Uh, insurance runs are important, Eric. I'm glad we yeah. got that locked down. And then, uh, and then like, you know, the offense might strike late. This is kind of what happened on, on Tuesday night in Miami. And then, uh, and then yeah, it's just, like, it just seems like... I don't know. It seems the way... It almost seems like they do, well, it doesn't matter who they're playing. They're just playing so poorly. And then, like, every time they, like fall behind or, or something like that. It just feels like, well, this, you know, let's on to the next game. That so kind of, that's kind of a thing. The LA times in an interview with Dave Roberts today, yesterday, yesterday, I think. And yeah, um, it ran, I think it was ran the day run over two days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they asked the question, how does this compare to the, the sort of dreadful end of the season, regular season last season, uh, right after they had clinched. And he's, he, and I echo this, whereas, during that streak, it was mostly like, this is just weird. It's one bad, th- one part of the team is really, really bad every other night, but it's never the same and things are locked up. Um, but the baseball is generally fundamentally sound. Like you were only worried because the results were that bad. And would that get into the team's head? This is just, I don't want to say bad baseball, but it's certainly well below average baseball. I just think, well, last year, they, I, I don't want to. I don't want to undersell that like last year because they sure. were they were bad they were really bad like last year. But it felt like bad. it was like oh but, wow it's two but, games of bad offense but, and then wow two bad games of bad bullpen like but, it felt streaky. But also a, like sense. like literally none of it mattered like yeah as much as Arizona was like pumping their chest like hey look at us we're now within ten games it's like all right like the division was wrapped up like a month before and like they just stopped playing like well and so. Now, like, this stretch is really bad. Like, they've lost... Um, they've got swept by uh, the Reds. Let's talk about that. Well, 15 out of 20 <laughs> as well. Like, it's... It, like, everything's bad right now. And then, like, there's nothing to fall back on. Like, well, exactly. this came after our, our great start. Uh, or or know, at least this, you know, these that. are against like, the really good playoff teams. And, hey, like, as long yeah. as we can... As long as we can play the Reds and take a series out of them. But you can't. You're... Yeah. 
so what is it like? So they've played. They they just started a series in Miami tonight on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've they've lost their last three series against the three last place teams in the National League. Uh, two out of three against uh, Miami at home. Uh, two out of three against the Padres in Mexico, and the one win was a no hitter. Um, and then they got swept at home by the Reds. The Reds uh, four games in Los Angeles. Uh, and then they lost the opener. So, like, they won that first game in the Marlins series way back when, um, a couple weeks back. Um, and so against the last place teams, uh, they've lost, what is that, two, four, eight, nine games in a row in which they've given up a hit to a last <laughs> place team. So, well, here, here, the silver lining of all this, though, is the next time the Dodgers play the Padres, the Padres might not be the last place team in the National League West because <laughs> – San Diego is only a half a game yeah. ahead of the Dodgers at this point. <laughs> so, like, it's just – it's super bad. Like, oh, yeah, and so also they're um, they're 16 and 25 now, the Dodgers are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, 16 and 24 uh, through the weekend was – it's their worst um, – their worst 40-game start since 1958, which was their first year in Los Angeles. So, yeah, it's – like they, and, like, there's just nothing – Nothing really strikes you as like, well, at least we're like, at least we're missing this. If we just plug this in, everything is all better. Like for instance, they just got like Justin Turner came back tonight. He missed the first forty games, so that's obviously a huge bonus. They were getting nothing out of third base, um, and you know he's going to change that. I mean, to expect him to come in and like, hey, everything's better, yay! But like uh, Logan Forsythe is back. He wasn't doing anything when he was healthy. Uh, you expect him to play better, like the. You expect them to play better. Um, I they I don't think they could play well enough to like salvage like the division. That's just my opinion. But like certainly like you have to think about I don't know the wild card or whatever. But like at this point, like you they're they're so far away from even neat, like thinking about that. Like they're so they just have to work hard to get back to five hundred. That's like the next goal, really, because they're just they're playing so badly right now. Um, they just can't get out of their own way. Turning back the curtain just a little bit, uh, again, on kind of the behind the scenes here at the True Blue LA podcast, uh, you have the, you emailed me an outline today before we started recording. It just says bullpen bad. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? I, oh, yeah. <laughs> is this, I, is this so we're, so letter grades here. Uh, we'll get, we'll end oh. with the bullpen uh, yeah. offense. Um, well, just before we do that, I just want to point out I have vertical blinds in my apartment and no no curtains. So do the so, twin, yeah, yeah. spin the little yeah, octagon yeah. cylinder thing. and then yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I do have horizontal blinds. I have a door that goes out to a patio. There horizontal blinds on that. So I have I have multitudes in this apartment. But anyway, um, so the offense, I would say uh, like a C-. C-? Like a C. I would say a C. Okay. They were like, they were C-. relative. They were, they were decent in April. They've been like an F in in May. Like they're barely okay. averaging three runs a game. They're well. They're not hitting home runs at all. Like they're near the bottom in baseball and home runs, and they, they've set franchise records last year for that. So like, uh, I mean, I, you know, look, they missed Turner, um, but like everyone else is relative. I mean, Seager's gone, um, so that's <laughs> you. That's, you can't just say, oh well, yeah. But but still, like the people who are playing aren't hitting. Like Yasiel Puig homer tonight. He homered Sunday. Before that, he had zero homers. Um, Cody Bellinger has six. He homered tonight. Another one of those, like, he homered in the ninth when they were down 4-1. Um, solo shot. I mean, not discounting it, but, like, 
that's what's going on with the team right now. Like their last their last twelve home runs have been solo shots. The uh, day May first, uh, day to back to May first. So that's incredible. That's yeah. <laughs> the more I think about that. Well, and then and the like. So the game they when they they lambasted the Padres in San Diego back in April, um, and they scored like thirty runs in the three games. And I think the first game of that series, um, yeah, it was April sixteenth. Um, Matt Camp hit a three run sh- shot and. Yasmani Grandal hit a grand slam, and since that game, um, they have no three-run homers and no grand slams. So, like, every homer has been two runs or a solo <laughs> shot. So, like, they're just not hitting with people on base. Um, uh, and obviously, like, you know, I, I hate... Wait, I do you hate... know where they are in on-base percentage? Oh, uh, I will look it up at the moment. Because I was wondering, the like, next part of that is how good are they getting people on base? And it... yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, so like the I remember one thing thinking I kinda... that was like average-ish, but I might be wrong. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty normal, I think. But just just as a, as an aside, like the one thing I hate, like you know, the common thing is, well, they're not hitting with runners in scoring position. Like people complain about that, no matter when. Like like literally, what was it like? Uh, 2014 Dodgers. I, I'm, I think if I have this right, they they led like the majors in batting average, on base, slugging, OPS, and plate appearances with runners in scoring position that year. And like everyone was complaining, well, why can't they hit it with? It's like so people just don't even pay attention. Like, um, oh, so in the National League, the Dodgers. Uh, this is entering Tuesday, and it's I'm sure it got worse. The Dodgers are right around league average, so they okay. had a three tw- three twenty on base. They are uh, seventh. And then the league average is three eighteen. Yeah, so. I, if we're league, if we're C and on base, but kind of below that, everywhere I'm sticking with my C minus. Now you're, I mean, yeah, I like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, no, it's only a C, it's a C, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not gonna, not gonna argue on this, but like, just looking at, so speaking of runners and score, they were zero for seven tonight, by the way, with runners and score position, but uh, it's usually the case is like, um, I'm more worried when they're not giving themselves opportunities, like you sure. were mentioning. But like so, they entered Tuesday um, fifth in the majors and I'm sorry in the National League in plate appearances with runners and scoring So you know the all that like you keep giving yourself chances. Eventually, you're gonna kind of hit more to your norm in those cases. So that's not a huge issue. It is now because it may have been terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I think to be the team I want them to be, they need to be well above league average and uh, and on base. So I I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm taking C minus starting pitching. Uh, I would say I'd go B minus there. Okay. Um, I think it, it, it actually carried them for the first part of the season. Like, um, like well, uh, you know, Ryu was great. Kershaw was, you know, sub Kershaw, but still like well above average. Uh, Alex Wood's been like perfectly fine, and yet, but here, here's sort of the dichotomy. Like, so he's he has a three thirty five ERA. I think his FIP is like two fifty three. Through nine starts, and he's zero and four. The Dodgers, the Dodgers, he, he was sixteen and three all of last season. So the Dodgers are four and five in his starts. They really just haven't given him run support. But um, Maeda has been, you know, below average. Rich Hill has been bad. Um, he's only had four starts. First two starts were fine. Last two starts were terrible. Um, Walker Bueller's been great when he's been in there. So like, there's a lot to like, but it's super thin right now because Ryu. Just for as a reminder, tore the groin off of his bone, <laughs> and he's out till after the All Star break. Uh, Kershaw, he's throwing now. Uh, he threw. They said he threw at sixty feet today. That told Dave Roberts told reporters he's next going to throw at ninety feet, but he's not going to throw off a mound this trip. 
So it, we're in that stage of no one really knows when he's coming back at this point from his biceps thing. But the best reply I saw that because I think I tweet retweeted Alana Rizzo uh, tweeting about the 60 feet thing and then going to 90. And uh, someone tweeted, no, he only has six more inches to go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I thought that was the best solution to all this. But so they're like they're razor thin is the point here. Like Ross Stripling's in the rotation right now because Ryu's out, Kershaw's out. Um, the next guy I, you know, in theory is Brock Stewart, but they've shown no inclination they're going to start him. I, I don't even, I, I feel like I'm a broken record on this. I don't remember if we talked about this last week or if I've just mentioned it a lot, but like, you know, he, uh, three different times or they could have started him and they started stripling instead. Um, especially when he was more rested and more built up as a starter than stripling. I think they see Stewart as a reliever, at least in the majors. Um, so to me, like if something happens, um, and like you're basically looking at like Manny Benuelos or someone off the 40 man is probably like, you know, we've had this the last few years, like Nick Tepish made us start Scott Baker. You know, th- th- this is where we're at right now um, with the Dodgers rotation. So they're like super razor thin at the moment. And like, you know, there's a lot of people, well, we need to move Maeda to the pen and I'm sure we'll get to the pen in a second, but um, you can't, you can't move him to the pen when there's not, other start, you still need five starters. Like, yeah, no matter how long you expect him to go in a start, like, yeah, he's still one of the five best starters. Um, so, like, they they don't have the luxury of being able to consider that at the moment. So, uh, that's kind of where they're at. Uh, B minus sounds fine. I was going to go C plus, being more yeah. cynical here, but I think B minus is probably fine. I think if it, I think it wasn't for Walker Bueller, I would be. I don't know what my grade would be. Is that. this a good good cop bad cop situation yeah. where I I'm giving the relatively good like I'm the <laughs> I'm the I'm the Stanford professor like they always give A's is the, was the old adage but um but like yeah and you're you're coming in with like just slightly lower like sorry you know you need to All right shape bullpen up. sorry F <laughs> um like everything's been bad like um yeah yeah uh, Kenley Jansen started off the season terrible like he was either hurt didn't have command, stubborn, whatever, hasn't really been good. Um, and it's trickled on down. Like Tony Singrani was like their best setup guy and probably their best overall, even considering Jansen. Um, and then he had a dead arm period and now he's on the deal with like, I think it was, uh, was it shoulder inflammation? So, you know, who knows what's up with him. JT Chirgois looked like he was, hey, look, they found a diamond in the rough. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's nobody ever in the bullpen who's reliable, and he's been terrible <laughs> his last three outings. So, um, like, literally literally everyone's been bad. Like, Baez has put up, like, okay numbers um, just generally, but he's he still goes through Baez moments um, right. where he just loses it. He, he literally fell off the mound in San Francisco and balked in a run. Um, and then, um, uh, like, Josh Fields has been, like, same thing, like, the – um, superficial numbers look like okay, but like man, he's been giving up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls. Like he, they didn't, they didn't really trust him with the ball much in the postseason last year, and I think you know that was sort of the reason why. And um, the the point is like no matter who they turn to, almost it's like it's just been a constant letdown after another. Um, so that's been a huge issue, and then like that's been one of the reasons. Like you know, you try to avoid like weaknesses like in your lineup because they get exposed and, or your rotation and their bullpen, like, and, but not having like a, like a good bullpen who could just hold leads, you know, they did for like a, a few days at a time, but like, that's what leads to these losing streaks. And they've already lost like, um, 
they lost four straight like two other times and now they're on a five game losing streak so it's just like it's hard to like get out of the cycle when like you you just can't get through a game like without holding a single lead like um or feel confident that's that that's you're going to be able to hold it like they just they have very few comeback wins this year i think it's three or four last year they had 47 um so it's bad it's like you know that's been like the achilles heel i think uh, so far well, let's move on to questions. It's not going to get too much more optimistic. I'm currently on uh, eBay. If you heard huh. me typing a little bit, I am. Uh, I'm trying. Like, there's a decent chance that this podcast is going to be, as I sort of alluded to, I think last week, a little bit of a therapy session. A lot of lamenting. A lot of people getting sort of some frustration off their off their chest. So I'm looking for uh, some positive segments. So I might I might oh. buy you some baseball cards, buddy. Oh, okay, I thought you were gonna say like I did, I was trying to figure out what you were gonna buy on eBay like like you were gonna buy like a a, a pillow to yell into or something or like well I could get that too. Um, I literally just bought um. Uh, the ni- uh, nineteen eighty four tops traded set on eBay. Um, I was going through like I had like from eighty five to ninety one. Um, I was like oh I don't have eighty four and then if you look like eighty three has like um. Oh man, I forget who some of these have. Uh, the eighty-two one has like Ripken and Gwyn, so it's like like you know over a hundred bucks. And I'm like, well, no, I don't want it that badly. <laughs> and so these are the things like I try to find that are like three bucks or four bucks or something. And uh, yeah, so I, I found that, and I was going through. I actually just got it the other day, or actually today. And um, I was like, and it's always fun to look at. That was a blind spot for me. I started collecting like a year later. So I didn't have that set, so it was fun looking through that old like design. Like Pete Pete Rose was an expo. Tom Seaver was uh, just joined the White Sox. It was we- I knew I knew about Tom Seaver. I knew I knew about this earlier, but that was always that was always weirded me out as a kid seeing those like um, uh, old faces on new teams. Well, this should be exciting. Maybe we'll open some baseball cards on the air, and and I'll choose some really really old ba- uh, bubble gum. First question: mm-hmm. uh, Turner and Forsyth are back. How'd they do, Eric? Uh, so yeah, first game back. Don't uh, disseminate Turner. the results of the game, but you can sum up. Well, I, I th- I'm pretty sure at this point we can disseminate. Okay. But no, uh, I don't know. No, he was uh, Turner was one for four. He had like a um, sort of a ex- not excuse me single, but he just sort of went the other way with a changeup uh, for the single. Uh, Forsyth was zero for four, um, and then he also had, Forsyth had an unfortunate error in the first inning. You, the, you can't assume a double play, so he didn't get the error on that, but. It was clearly an inning-ending double play, but he he just uh, he wasn't even like slid into it because he had time to back away from or move away from second base to get a clean throw. But then he just skipped it over to first. And Bellinger, uh, to his, like he should have, you know, it's one of those you're you're always going to think he's going to scoop it. Uh, he did not, and then the ball got away, and, uh, and then the a run scored on the on the. That's what made the error. So that was the first run of the game, and like I said, it's one of those things you're like, well. This is how they're going to lose tonight, you know that kind of a thing. That's sort of the feeling that's going on right now. But it wasn't good. Um, but yeah, just generally, like those two back are going to help. I'm obviously Turner more so than Forsyth, but um, yeah, just first first game. Uh, Turner did make a pretty weird, weird, nice play on a. Um, there was like second and third of one out, and there was a ball up the third baseline um, that he sort of he fielded like, and he was standing like in between Cameron Maben, who was the runner at third. And the bag and the, the ball was like on the line, 
And uh, Turner like fielded it and then imme- like just immediately tagged Maven, who was like right next to him for one out. And then he threw like around him to first. It was imagine like a post in the middle of a room that didn't move. And, and Turner like, like went around. It was weird. But then the, what made it even weirder is that the third base hump was like behind him going, foul ball. And, uh, but it's not his call. It's the, because it wasn't the ball wasn't to third base yet. So it's the home plate umpire's call who call it fair. And like, so it's just like a, it's a super weird play. And they're like, oh, okay, they're out of the inning, whatever. Like, who knows? But uh, yeah, so that, that was what happened um, uh, tonight. But just getting it back, like pretty much dead dead last or close to it in production from third, close to the same in, at second base. Um, so anything, any type of production will be a plus um, from those two positions. So I think it's going to help a lot. I didn't actually uh, ask the question, but you, you, you got near the first. There's two parts of the question. I made up my own question. That's my fault. But uh, Love and Blues question, and you answered most of it. And also is awesome to see a question from Love and Blue, uh, the only other Colts-Dodgers fan I know of. I, I know her from way back in Colts fandom. So She likes blue and white. What can you say? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a good choice. Uh, Cal fan though we can for we can forgive her for that. Gross. Uh, have you heard or seen anything that convinces you uh, the Dodgers can pull themselves from this lineup? Anything other than Forsyth and Turner coming back? Um, that you gives you hope that hey maybe this will turn around. No, <laughs> I mean like not, like like so again point where like and I, I know this will come up in another question but like they the only thing now like you just have to get. Like the guys who need to hit need to hit. Like that's where they're at. And like you could, like I guess in theory, um, like a call up like Alex Rodugo who, who did okay when he was up at times. He, you know, he barely he didn't play a ton, so you can't really go like, well, they're obviously holding this guy down. But like that kind of a thing, or like I guess Andrew Tolles who still has a hamstring thing, but that would require them basically to like, um, you know. I think commit to that person like in center of the year. So that means either Jock loses playing time, who's played okay, or it gets to a point with Kemp where he gets his playing time reduced more to like a half half the time player. And I just don't see that yet because Kemp's been so productive offensively. So um, that, I mean, that's kind of the only real thing. Like, and I don't think they're going to make, um, they're not at a point, I mean, yet necessarily where they're going to be like, well, here, here's what we, we, we go and make a trade, whether it's like, you know, obviously Manny Machado's name gets thrown around. I don't think that's feasible. But like, um, you know, maybe they bring they maybe they bring in an outfielder. I mean, I doubt it. But like, it, unless it's someone by trade, that that's the only kind of infusion I think that would really spark them. I guess maybe Andrew Tolles or Alex Verdugo, but uh, it's hard to see them doing much more than say what Camp is doing already. So, yeah, I don't know. Her uh, second question is: Roberts doing anything different? Uh, not really. Like, um, so like the common complaint with him, whether it's good or bad, is they just need consistency in the lineup. You know, like uh, you know, you need to commit to a starting night. Like, no, that's that's not going to happen. Like, and if he was doing this and the team was losing, the statement would be: God, he needs to change things up. Why do we right. keep trotting back this broken lineup? Yeah, and so like th- that's not really the issue. Like. They've used Gutley judiciously, still playing like about half the time, and he's been actually pretty productive. Um, for the most part, like Kike is still a, like a platoon guy. Jock has been playing against you know righties only. Um, I mean, and outside of that, I I just 
it's a pretty set lineup. I think you could argue, I guess, like, does Chris Taylor, like, warrant, like, everyday, everyday status the way – because he hasn't really done much either. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying you, you just bench him, but, like, do you – like, if they were kind of stubborn in, like, continuing to stick him at leadoff, even as he wasn't getting on base. But, um, you know, he batted leadoff again tonight. I think they're going to probably go with that for a while with – with Turner and Forsythe back, but we'll see. He was he batted six for a couple games, I think fifth too. But um, yeah, he needs to hit too. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, other I don't, uh, you know, and the, with the bullpen, it's like, you know, if every every choice you have is going to keep letting you down, there's some questionable decisions, but there always is. Like uh, they don't, I don't think they're like just live or die like a lot of people think i think a lot of times guys just try to squeeze um an inning here or there because you just have to but i don't know no it was bad because um the other night like for instance there was one it was just like made your head scratch uh, he let ross stripling bat stripling had thrown five innings at that point and i uh, i want to say like around 80 pitches or maybe 70 something which was like his most since like august of 2016 because he's mostly worked out of the bullpen um, he let Stripling bat for himself with two guys on and two outs um, in a game. And I, I don't remember at the time what the score was. And I can't remember if they were down one or up one. But anyway, it was a close game and they needed offense. Like they're just, you know. And But I get it. If you leave Stripling in, if you're going to commit to him for like another whole inning or longer, uh, I don't think you could have expected much more than an inning. But anyway, he let he did the best, of, the worst of both worlds in my opinion. He let Stripling hit. And he, he struck out. And then he, he pitched the two batters. And the next inning, he struck out Votto. And then he allowed a single to Scooter Jeanette. And then Roberts came out and pulled him. And I'm like, well, why, why didn't you just hit for him? And like, you know? Uh, and so, and that, that kind of, and then they snowballed because I think they, they shebbled a three run homer that inning. Um, and it turned the tide in the game and they ended up losing. So, I mean, but it's like, are you, you, you know, I'm not going to say that. Well, Roberts is clearly costing them games. Uh, it, it happens, right? Like he, these aren't like, uh, I think Farhan Zaidi mentioned last year, you know, they're not like, um, he they calls them like, you know, 50, 52%, 53% versus 47. Maybe it's, maybe it's swung the other way, but these aren't like clear cut 90% obvious mm-hmm. winning moves that are like, it's just, they're losing all the 55, 45s and the, you know, the, that that's what's sort of making things go bad. Blue goon 82 asks, <laughs> I'm definitely afraid of signing Clayton long-term. I love him, but lots of red flags, loss of velocity, numerous injuries, lots of innings. Am I crazy to say I'd rather pass on signing him to a long-term deal? No. I mean, I feel like we talked about last week, the rational move right now is to, like, run away as fast as you can. Like, because he's a pitcher, and pitchers break. And, like, but like um, I just think it's one of those things, like, there's so much unknown with this. And this, this, um, bicep and how thing. much is, man, and I, I am going to forget, but I was reading an article somewhere. It was like, uh, how much is a legacy? Right. How much is yeah. that worth? Like, so say you say, say he's hurt kind of rest of this year, but maybe there's a glimmer near the end. He has a good metal report. Say you have a crystal ball. Let's, let's put it this way. And uh-huh. you, you say you're going to get three. You're going to have to sign him to a six-year deal. Let's make up a number. Uh, uh-huh. You're going to get three 
years, not as good as his prime, but still three really good, worth sure. the money years. But then you're going to have three kind of below market to maybe two really below yeah, market. Or just lost years. Yeah. Like, or what, either injury, so I, far. I, I make that signing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, and, I that's, and that is irrational. That is an irrational decision. This is what we, you and I talked about last yeah. week is like him finishing, maybe not finishing his career, but spending the, his, the, giant majority of his years as a Dodger trying to get a title with him. That means a lot to me as a fan. And you know what? Sports fandom in general is sort of an irrational thing to begin with. So I'm okay hanging my hand on that. (laughs) I ultimately think he's going to be pitching for them in 2019. Um, At this point, like uh, I think either they're going to get some sort of extension done that might not even happen until the off season or at least officially. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, um, you know, what if this injury is like to the point where it cost him a, a significant portion of the season and it costs enough doubt on his market that he just maybe he just opts doesn't opt out and just stays on the last two years of his deal, which is like 65 million left, which is fine. But like to me, I think they I think they work out some sort of an extension. Um, but I mean, I think the only thing that would change that would be an irrational actor on the other side of free agency, uh, a la the Diamondbacks and Zach Greinke. Yeah, I think so. I feel like, again, because of the legacy of staying with one team matters to both parties, they are Mm -hmm. both going to be willing and that like that's sort of that's an incentive for a deal to get done that I don't think will like the only thing that could supplant that is uh, let's let's use the most common team people make up uh, the Rangers throwing just yeah. gobs and gobs of money that he'd be an idiot to turn down. Here's a 10 year deal or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't see that happening, especially after this year. Yeah, I think so too. I, but so, yeah, I mean, it, but it's certainly like, yeah, there's, it's, he's full of red flags. Like, so, and even if it just in just normalcy, like, um, you know, pitcher, other side of 30, what are you, how much are you committing? Um, it's you're, you're setting yourself up there, but like, and, and to make one thing clear, I'm saying this from the position of, as someone who has been maybe the biggest apologist for the, um, the luxury tax trophy, so to speak. Like I'm, I am more behind the ownership than anyone else. I know that that's a fine thing to do. Money is a fine is ultimately a finite resource eventually. And if this helps you spend more money in the next five years, go for it. But that's with the idea of you're going to spend money. <laughs> so if you're if they make this deal with Kershaw and they say, well, now we can't get Bryce when you can get Bryce Harper or someone like that. You know, obviously, yeah. if Bryce wants to go to the Cubs or whatever, he's going to go to the Cubs. But as long as you're they're showing the willingness to show you use that uh, muscle, that financial muscle that they have playing in the market, they are with the franchise that they are, then I'm OK with it. So, yeah, otherwise, we're, we're probably change the name to the the pitchfork podcast and that's that's what we'll basically be talking about for weeks on end former i'm just gonna move on i'm not acknowledge your puns as much as i can not puns i guess but i don't know i hear you laugh to yourself and i i feel like i have <laughs> to knock you down a peg uh mads mm-hmm. former true blue la one-time guest host yes asks who would who would make mccann more mad rookie year puig or 3-0 bunt <laughs> bellinger that's a great question. See, we, we talked a little bit about this uh, before uh, we recorded <laughs> how like bizarre that 3-0 bunt was. 
like it was one of those things like so they were down two runs in the ninth yeah I, I have my story about this when i'm waiting for the next question it's really the it, next question it, so. so they they had a, um, a shift on and bellinger was like well we need a base runner but it's 3-0 and like um to me that was such a like a boneheaded move because also the, the added thing about this was dave roberts put the take sign on and yeah. uh so he ignored it and they're like, well, I'm going to get on base. So I, <laughs> I, I don't think that like, I don't think Brian McCann would have gotten as mad at that. Cause he's like, look at this dummy. Like, you know, like <laughs> just giving us a free out. He would have gotten mad because that's what Brian McCann does. Yes. But like, but like, but rookie what happens Puig, if rookie Puig does the three Oh one thing and say before this is any of before is any other antics there. McCann would have found a place to shove the bat. Yeah. I think. It's, it's what, what would have happened there. But yeah, it's, it's rookie Puig by a mile. Like I think rookie Puig, like, um, like literally kicking dirt off of his shoe would have pissed off Brian McCann. So like, uh, it, there's not a lot of, uh, this is a, this yeah. is a route. It's a, it's a game that said, Brian, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm remembering Brian McCann things now and I get upset. Final oh, you question. Mean like like his, his home run against Tony Singrani in game five that pushed the lead to, I think what three, the SC they, mayor asks <laughs> seller mode yeah. kicking. Uh, oh wait, that was your note. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's like, that's not much <laughs> of a question. <laughs> the actual yeah. question is if they are deadline sellers, would you, who would you sell? Yeah. So like, I think we talked a little bit about this last week where, you know, I still think it's too early, but it's getting less and less yeah. early. <laughs> like, so so it like, was the, oh, no, go, you, you, you finish, you finish. Oh yeah. So I was just going to say like, the, the two obvious ones are the, the pending free agents this year. It's Yasmani Grandal and Logan Forsythe. You're not going to get anything for Logan Forsythe in terms of like, uh, you know, sort of returning year. It's a rental for a player who's like marginal at this point. Grandal is better, but like, you know, Lucroy was like the most recent example of the, oh, look at how much this guy's going to make in free agency and then cratered. Um, and he got traded. And so like, I I don't think you you know you're gonna get a ton for someone like Grandal. Um, so Clay, like Clayton get, Kershaw has an opt out in his contract this year, and uh, you know a couple of years ago, um, another storied New York formerly well currently New York based franchise traded uh, their star closer for a lot of prospects. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm, right. I'm going I'm going crazy here. Um, well, and then Ch- he immediately, Chapman yeah, and like, he immediately resigned it? with the Yankees. Uh, you know what? Maybe a little shake, a little handshake deal deal here if Kershaw there, comes back. There's like I, less I know, than I know. <laughs> a boy yeah. can dream. This is like the stuff like it, you know all those really bad and by bad I mean wonderful baseball movies they made in the '90s. This is the sure. kind of thing they'll we'll call it the handshake deal or something. Uh, and but yeah. it'll be a 12 year old closer with a surgery, arm surgery problem. So. That they're going to yeah. trade. No, so it's it's those two. You could get creative. Um, if you think like, well, Puig has a year left. Um, he's going to be arb eligible at next for next. Do you consider that? Do you revisit the the Matt Camp? Um, you know, find if, if there's any takers, especially if he's hitting. But like, I, I, you know, you could. I, I want to say, like, you throw Alex Wood in that pile, too. He's going to be a free agent at the end of 2019. But, like, at this point, you need you just need the starters to survive, even if you're, like, punting on the year. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to say, like, well, we have Urias, and he's going to be like, no, you, do, you don't have anything at this point. So, like, it's hard to, like, count on that. So I wouldn't be so – unless they just got bowled over by, like, the thing for Alex Wood, but I, who's going to – who's doing that? So – uh, I just don't see it. So, yeah, what I wanted to bring up, so the bunt, I uh, I was in Cleveland this uh-huh. past weekend for work, uh, but that, that particular game was on MLB Network when I turned on, and it was in the, it was in the ninth. Uh, so I I think Bellinger's at-bat was the first at-bat I saw. So I just see the bunt, and I'm like, that's confusing. It must be a, I, it must have been a switch, because like, I turned in the middle of that bat And then I saw the count, and I immediately went to Twitter to see everyone's sort of amazing reaction. But that was the moment that where my head is where what you're saying. It's too early to talk about selling. Like even if we agree, if we find out that for sure the Dodgers aren't going to be in contention, it's too early to really know who you can actually sell high on, especially of those uh, the 2019 free agents, um, the the ones after a year Puig and Wood. Yeah. Um, so you don't know who's actually worth trading versus who you would be selling low on, and you might as well just keep them for another year. Too early to say any of this. So my head, my rational thoughts, how I'm going to f- approach this podcast, how I'll be tweeting and interacting with you, is still in that space. My heart is gone. <laughs> my heart watched that play as if I was watching the Padres versus the Tigers. I was just like, I d- couldn't care. I, I couldn't care for the stakes that this co- is probably costing the Dodgers a loss. I just enjoyed it. I smiled. I laughed. I was having fun on Twitter. And that's that's where I probably get the most joy from baseball is these little silly things. It's why I love baseball. It's a, it's a long season, so it allows you to appreciate these sort of uh, sillier moments. Uh, uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast for a while knows I almost don't watch playoff games because I can't take it my heart can't take it so when my heart is able to enjoy a game uh from a very silly standpoint uh, there's a joy in that it's not the same joy as this team eventually maybe hopefully winning the world series and i'm looking forward to that day uh when and if it happens uh but you know what i can find i can find joy in a 70 win season so i'm going to try to do that (laughs) and that's that's where my heart is yeah i mean and it's one of those things too like um you know, just like trying to find a thing, something to write about every day because it's like the same thing over and over again. Like, yeah, you just try to find the absurdity of it. Like, or you're just like, you're, you're thinking, wait, what's the angle now? Like, it's, it's just, you, you just, you have to laugh really. But I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it, like you say, you, you have, you, sometimes you just have to laugh. Like, you're, you're just like, this is so ridiculous. And that's where like, I can uh, understand a lot of fans who are looking towards the off season and looking towards, um, excuse me, the trade deadline and then the off season and maybe looking for towards, well, what prospects could we call up? I think that's why a lot of people, uh, Molly Knight tweeted this, say, let's start Verdugo because it's something to be hopeful about, even though he didn't really play that well when he was up. Uh, You're you're looking for something to kind of latch on to. So I I understand that. I'm going to try to, again, keep my brain very rational, but my heart looks for the little joys. So what you're saying is that like near or far, Wherever you are, your heart won't go on at this point. You know, we're already in trouble with Major League Baseball. I don't need James Cameron coming after me. Wait, wait does, does James Cameron own, own the, the rights? rights? Wow, <laughs> he probably he, does, right? He, he usurped Celine Dion somehow. I'm like, gonna I, look I, this I think up. that's hers. Ooh. 
owns the rights to my heart will go on. Did, did he pull a did he pull a Michael Jackson and buy the Beatles catalog? <laughs> Uh, the oral. I found the. I found an article that says, "My heart will go on." The oral history, an article uh-huh. I would have almost never otherwise have read. I'm going to try to find this out. So what what we're basically doing right now is talking about Titanic on a Dodgers podcast, which is <laughs> apropos because that's that, that's what this season. Feels like. I think that's a good. I think that's how we're going to have to end this one. I think so. We've hit the we've hit the proverbial iceberg in this podcast. So, <laughs> before we sink any further, uh, have a good weekend or week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Maybe the Dodgers will have one or two more wins by then.